Hello there, everybody. This is the Computer Crusader, and you are watching the Crusader at the Round Table. In this first official episode, we got three big news stories for you guys. Starting off with number one, Western Digital, My Book Lives, and My Book Live Duo, Personal Cloud Devices, have a extreme vulnerability. Number two, we have Intel working on a new CPU uh, processor line called Sapphire Rapids, and the timeline to pr production has been postponed to next year. And number three, you may have been hearing other people talk about it, but John McAfee, the creator of the McAfee antivirus, committed suicide June 23rd in a Spanish prison cell. That's the stuff we're going to talk about today on Season 1, Episode 1 of the Crusader at the Round Table. Okay, so I guess we'll start with the Western Digital My Book Live story. So, it turns out a mysterious cyber attack, this is from Forbes, the Western Digital My Book Live hard drives, looks like a remote code execution attack was done on them and a bunch of uh, people's MyBook devices and data stored on them were mysteriously erased, vanished out of thin air, like Harry Houdini. Well, I guess it would be better if I explained to you guys what a MyBook uh, device is. So basically what it is, it's like a uh, external hard drive or external solid, solid state drive, but it's connected to your network like a, like a network attached storage device. And it stores everything, not on itself, but it stores it on WD's proprietary cloud. I think it's called MyCloud. Yeah, it's cloud connected. So it's pretty much, yeah, just like a NAS that stores everything on Western Digital's cloud. And they're good, and they, they sell them in pretty big sizes, like six terabytes, multiple terabytes. So, yeah. Imagine how much data people store on that now. But what happened was, for the attack, it looks like they literally just opened up their MyBook live, trying to go find their files, and found out it wasn't there. So Western Digital started getting a bunch of calls from all those people saying, Hey, where's all my data? Where's all those photos, videos, and documents? And some people even use it for business small business related documents as well data. So yeah, it's pretty big. Western Digital, you did a pretty big uh, screw up there. <laughs> but what happened was uh, they tried logging into their device's ad administration page, like their console, or what, like a web GUI, similar to how you would have a, a Netgear router web GUI. You would put in the IP address of your router into the URL bar in your web browser of choice, and you would get uh, greeted with a, a login page for your router's admin, admin console. That's pretty much what they did for the MyBook, since it's technically like a NAS device. So they did that, and they tried logging in with their normal stuff, and what happened was they got an invalid password error, and then they tried using the default uh, admin password for the MyBook. Turns out that didn't work either. So now they're thinking like, hey, what is going on? So it turns out 
Western Digital got a bunch of people doing that on the forums, the community forums. So people decided to, some of their more tech-savvy people, maybe people like the Computer Crusader, except I don't actually own any Western Digital NAS devices because they're cringe. But anyways, they started sharing log files from their devices, all the actions and events that have uh, taken place with the Western Digital MyBook Live. And it turns out that all of those people that couldn't... Wait, what was I saying? Hold on. Yeah, it turns out the uh, what happened to all those MyBook Live Duo devices and regular MyBook Live devices was that they remotely received the factory reset command from, uh, I guess, a bunch of hackers. hackers. So, that's what happened. And Western Digital finally, I believe it was only a couple days after, they released a bulletin from their official website talking about the recommended security measures that you can take to uh, secure your data. And uh, they give the customers options about like how to recover the data, how to trade in their product. And it also talks about the CVE uh, that was listed. It was published to the CEV right here on the National Vulnerability Database for the NIST. And if you guys want to look up the CVE, it's, it's called the CVE 2018-18472. That's the name of the CVE. And after doing a bunch of digging, Western Digital found out that the hackers did not compromise the cloud infrastructure that they had. So the, their entire cloud was still secure and safe, but they just accessed the drives. So, I mean, that's still bad, Western Digital. Come on now. But at least it wasn't like, yeah, like what happened with the solar winds hack, like a week earlier or so, which that was a supply chain attack that attacked the firmware servers. That was very bad. It also does not believe that user credentials were compromised, which is good even though they couldn't work anymore. So, so, and they believe how the hackers found out about all these uh, people's drives. What they did was they looked at, they did a port scan over the entire internet. In the Western Digital, they released an official statement saying affected devices were directly accessible from the internet, either through direct connection or through port forwarding that was enabled either manually or automatically by... UPNP. So there you go. That's how they were able to access it. Yeah, and, and notice how I, when I listed the uh, 2018 CVE, CVE stands for Common Vulnerabilities and Exposures, by the way, in case you were wondering. On their website, it was published to the NVD, the, the database, on June 19th of 2019. So this vulnerability has been known about for quite a while now. A couple of years going on. Almost exactly a couple of years. Yeah, exactly a couple of years. Couple of, uh, like a couple of years in a week. And Western Digital. It apparently slipped by Western Digital. So that just goes to show you. Any organization and any person, no matter how big or small, can be hacked. You have to make sure you take extreme security measures. Or good security measures on your system and be proactive. This is stuff that we will cover in a later YouTube video. We'll cover how to secure all kinds of stuff on your network, all your computers, devices, all kinds of stuff.
the computer crusader is here for you. And this uh, new vulnerability for the factory reset has been uh, published to the NVD. The number for the CVE for this new vulnerability is CVE 2021-35941, in case you want to look that one up now. And it looks like what the hackers did was they uh, they really uh, modified the, uh, the config.php file, it looks like. That's how they were able to do this. And some devices, hackers even installed a Trojan with the file name .nttpd1ppcbet1z, which is a Linux binary, a Linux ELF binary, according to Western Digital. And it was originally compiled for the PowerPC architecture, which was, uh, if I remember correctly, PowerPC was the original architecture of the old Macintoshes, like the first ones. But it's apparently the same architecture used by the MyBook Live and the MyBook Live Duo. So, the Trojan has been captured, and it is uploaded to VirusTotal, which is a great website, by the way, to check files before you download them. VirusTotal.com. Exceptional website. Okay, so it looks like those were the only two devices that were affected, and they were exposed to the internet through port forwarding technology which is what allowed the attackers to scan ports and discover them. And it's only the MyBook Life series like I just mentioned. And also, this is probably what caused it right here. Their final, their last firmware update was done in 2015. That is six years ago. Security updates have to be consistent in order to remain secure, in order for your system to remain secure. You cannot just use a security update from like six or ten years ago and then expect that it will cover and contain and defeat brand new vulnerabilities, viruses, all kinds of stuff. There is no way. That's, that's another key point you should take away. Always frequently patch and install security updates to all your systems, especially if you're in an enterprise environment. Because you do not want to be hacked like these people. Lost all their data. They data gone. Ain't coming back. Bet you your mama was probably a hacked in this event. The MyBook Live hack. Okay, how we doing? We're doing real good. We got 14 minutes so far. So let's move on to our next thing, because you're getting tired of hearing about WD. I know. So let's talk about uh, some good news real quick. Then the third one will be bad news again, but that's okay. So the second one I mentioned, Intel, their CPU, their they're producing a new uh, version, or, yeah, I guess version, of their Intel, of their basic CPUs called Sapphire Rapids. And it was originally set for production in the first quarter of 2022, which would mean January to March of 2022, within that time frame. That was their original goal. However, actually, I was incorrect. Production, they originally thought, according to their original roadmap, would begin at the end of 2021. However, it was pushed back to 2022, three months. Everything was pushed back three months for some reason. So it looks like it has something to do with silicone, the silicon, uh, I guess, supply chain or something. And Sapphire Rapids is going to be real cool for Intel. That's probably why their stock is booming right now a little bit. And right here it says, according to Tom's Hardware, it represents Intel's first chip, chips, 
with their newest 10 nanometer. Now imagine how small that is. 10 nanometers. Enhanced super thin process. That is extremely thin. Let's see if we can calculate how thin that is. How thin or how small is 10 nanometers? Let's take a look and see how small that really is. The scale of things. Come on, Stanford. Okay. Bear with me, guys. I'm doing a real, real-time lookups now. Doing real-time research. Your boy keeping it real on here. We ain't even, we ain't pulling none of that edit stuff out. Unless it's real cringe. Then we'll edit stuff out. Alright. Okay, I did not want a nano lab. I wanted to know how big is a nanometer. Is 10 nanometers. So one nanometer is a billionth of a meter. It is one mil millionth of a millimeter. And a millimeter is the diameter of the lead inside of a wooden pencil. Not even the whole pencil, just the lead. And you think a human hair is bigger than that right there? 10 nanometers? Think again. A human hair is 75,000 nanometers in diameter. And Intel's new technology right here says it's only 10 nanometers. Oh Lord. You couldn't even see that with your own eyes. Goodness gracious. That is tiny intel. And it seems like that's actually what's causing the delay. It appears like it's having trouble transitioning to the 10 nanometer size or, pro or process of creating the, the CPU or chip. However, their chips have been sampled and leaked widely, it says. And they also have problems with yield as well. They're having some yield problems. And it still requires further validation. Of course, because this is really their first time. Their brand new technology. It also comes with support for other new technologies as well. DDR5 memory. Oh man, I thought my computer was pretty good, but I only got... You ready for this? DDR4. Man. I don't even think they make DDR5 RAM yet. Good lord. As well as PCIe 5.0 support. Oh lord. Good night AMD. Goodness. Advanced micro devices. You are done. By the way, the types of CPUs that they're uh, producing now with Sapphire Rapids is for their Xenon line of processes, which is for their servers, for server computers. And it says these chips will compete primarily with AMD's Epic Milan line of processes, but also with the 5 nanometer. Oh my goodness. Look at how tiny these chips are gonna be. The 5 nanometer Zen 4 Epic Genoa chips from AMD as well. And they will arrive later in 2022. Lord, that is half the size of Intel. Good night. Good night. Intel's also working on other technology as well such as Advanced Matrix Extensions, also known as AMX, and Data Streaming Accelerator, also known as DSA Technologies. They will debut when the first Sapphire Rapid CPU will be released. Good Lord. Intel, you're doing pretty good. Let's see what else we got here. Oh my. 
built-in AI acceleration that comes from the advanced matrix extensions that I just mentioned before, as well as all these other technologies as well. Hardware enhanced security, speed select technology. Good night. And it looks like Intel's already working on a future successor to Sapphire Rapids. Oh my, what's this going to be called? Granite Rapids. Oh lord. Seven nanometers. Good night, homeboy. Good night. Intel's doing real good right there. So, so, again, in conclusion for Intel, it seems like it hit a, uh, like a snag or kink in the production timeline, which is what's causing the postpone. However, all this new technology enhanced with it will most certainly be a great thing for Intel to compete with AMD. Because AMD has been making big gains in the uh, GPU and CPU game. You're seeing a lot more of these AMD builds coming out now. I've personally seen. Which, A, not gonna lie, I kinda like AMD better. Personally. But, good lord. This is gonna be great for Intel. I can already see it. Okay. Now on to number three for you. But now we're on the best for last right now. Our third story. The story y'all have been waiting for. John McAfee. The computer programmer and businessman. Founder of the Mac and creator of the McAfee antivirus software, which was bought by Intel. Turns out, John McAfee ended up committing suicide June 23rd in his prison cell in Spain. Good lord, that is pretty intense right there. And it turns out, once he died, it spawned a host of, uh, all kinds of stuff on the internet, all kinds of conspiracies going around about Oh, is this another Epstein? Did he really not die? I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that boy died of suicide. And partly it was because of his libertarian lifestyle that he lived and his uh, disbelief in God. He did not believe that was part of probably what led him to suicide, even after all the stuff that was going on with him. Because he was, he was uh, convicted for tax evasion by the U.S. federal government in, what year was it? Let's look that up right now. Come on, John. October 2020, he was arrested in Spain over U.S. tax evasion charges. It looks like his wealth peaked in 2007 at a hundred million dollars. Still a ton of money. And of course... Once he got all that money, he started living the libertarian lifestyle, doing all kinds of stuff, recreational drugs, buying hookers, doing all kinds of partying, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, John McAfee, a pretty strange individual. And it looks like U.S. federal prosecutors brought criminal and civil charges against McAfee, they alleged that he had failed to pay income taxes over a four-year period. Good night, John McAfee. What are you doing? Now then again, they alleged. So we really don't know if they were actually being true or not, if those allegations were true. But either way, he is dead now. 
and I've been reading a, a little bit of these stories talking about uh, uh, all these tweets and stuff that he said he was not suicidal. He was going to, oh, if somebody kills me, I was murdered or doing all these tweets. And then he's talking about I was whacked. By the way, we're going to talk about that too. Whacked. I think you whacked yourself, player. But anyways, got this article from the New York Post talking about John McAfee reportedly had a suicide note in his pocket when he was found dead in the cell. What's it say right here? Come on, what's the note say, homeboy? Now, anyways, it, this article doesn't even mention uh, the actual message in the note. Literally just says they found a note. Now, his wife, Janice McAfee, 38 years old, his widow now, said the last message... Oh, the last words he told her were, I love you and I will call you in the evening. As she recovered her late husband's belongings from the cell, I guess. She also said he did not appear suicidal. And her words, those words are not words of somebody who is suicidal. And of course, once again, I told you guys, I was going to tell you about the whacked thing that he had. So it turns out, he had a tattoo on his arm. Tattoo spelling out dollar sign, whacked. And that's spelled like this. W-H-A-C-K-D. Whacked. And he was also talking about how it's a cryptocurrency. Apparently. Whacked is a cryptocurrency that cannot be bought on any normal exchange. You can't find this on Coinbase, folks. But anyways, let's go take a look at this. Look, let's look at this article from CryptoSlate.com. Oh, according to this article I just found, look at this. It says, John McAfee claims to have information on government corruption, which he says was the real reason authorities sought out to incarcerate him. Says he He says he uh, was in possession of 31 plus terabytes of incriminating data from his official Twitter page on June 9th, 2019. My goodness. But once again, this mysterious cryptocurrency whacked pretty intense right now. Yeah, so it looks like that's pretty much all I got for John McAfee. I sincerely do believe that he really did die of suicide, which the autopsy results do confirm, like I said before. And the whacked currency is still around and gaining popularity on the internet. So, there you go. It looks like that's the first official episode for the, the Crusader at the Round Table. Let me know what you guys think. This was kind of, sort of, off the rip a little bit. And this is my first time, too, so it might be a little cringy, but... Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on my YouTube channel, which this episode will be posted on Thursday at 12 o'clock p.m. This podcast is also available on Spotify as well. I will have to update the link to my uh, to Spotify and put it on my YouTube page. I'm also working on uh, getting this on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts, so stay tuned for updates on that. All right, guys. Have a great day. Bye.